If you like to gamble, I tell you I'm your man. You win some, lose some, it's all the same to me. Hello and welcome to the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast. I am your host, Howard H. Smith. You may know me as lead singer with UK thrash band Acid Rain. I am also the host of the Talking Bollocks podcast. You will see my name is highlighted in the description of this podcast. If you click on that, it will take you to said podcast where there is hundreds of interviews where I get to interview the good and the great of metal, thrash and all sorts of different music genres. Uh, but mostly metal and thrash. Anyway, here I am your guide around this virtual museum that we are building in the sky that is a shrine to all things Motorhead. All stories of Motorhead, all love of Motorhead, and that is why you're here. And as chuffed as I am that you are here, please do remember to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, wherever you're listening to this, there'll be a subscribe button somewhere. Please give it a click, and that'll make sure every time an episode of The Motorcast comes out, it will come direct to you. And while you're about it, tell everybody you know who isn't subscribed to subscribe. And while you're about it, keep an eye out for the Iron Fist 40th Anniversary Editions. They are out now. It's a triple LP, a double CD, a black and blue LP, and digital. They're available wherever you get your stuff these days. Awesome physical releases. Track them down. So, this interview, this particular episode is with the one and only Dave Ingram, vocalist with Bolt Thrower and Benediction. Dave has already done an episode of uh, my podcast, Talking Bollocks, and that's where we said, you know what, definitely need to get you on the motorcast. And I'm glad we did. So sit back, put your feet up, whatever you do when you're listening to a podcast, do that and listen now. So, hello, Dave. Welcome to the Motorcast. Thank you very much for having me, sir. Uh, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you very much. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I've, I've got some beers. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. Look, let's get let's get right down to it. I, I asked the, the same first question of everybody that comes on the show, and that is, how did you first discover Motorhead? Well, I was a late bloomer when it came to Motorhead. It, um, it was... Yeah, let's see. I, I saw them on Top of the Pops, uh, and it was the No Sleep to Hammer Till Hammersmith album was out, and they released uh, the single from that, the live version of the song Motorhead. Yeah, uh, and uh, I heard that, and I, I mean, I'd been a Black Sabbath fan for many years since I was seven, actually. Um, and when I heard that, I just thought, right. That's amazing. I, I hadn't heard. I mean, it wasn't as easy to to find out about bands as it is today. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, I just I fell in love with that sound immediately. That that sheer power that came through and that live recording. Um, and then obviously I bought went out bought the seven inch. I believe I may still have it somewhere because uh, I, I the one thing I don't look at much is my seven inches because you have to keep getting up to change them on the, the turntable. So yeah. I, I did just stick to albums, but, um, and I, uh, what I did is I, when I got home, I asked my, my parents, I asked my mom, is it okay if I do this? 
And they said, sure, it's, it's, it's in your bedroom. It's your room. Do what you want. And I went and I uh, stenciled the Motorhead logo on my wall above my bed. Um, and uh, that was sort of the first thing that ever went on my wall that wasn't sort of Doctor Who posters or Thunderbirds or whatever. That was the first metal thing that went up. From there on, it went on and Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath posters and you know, the whole room was a, uh, just one continual poster on top of another. But shout, shout out, shout out for uh, um, having the, for such cool parents as well. Oh, they, they were so open. My, my folks were just so open. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the whole family was, you know, if, if there was nothing on television, and there usually wasn't. Because <laughs> it was the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it was music. You know, and I, I was brought up listening to Pink Floyd. Right, So right. Uh, Pink Floyd and Simon and Garfunkel. Nothing wrong with those. I absolutely love Simon and Garfunkel, to be quite honest. But yeah, that's that's what I was brought up with, and uh, the, the whole the Pink Floyd, yeah, just totally. It was my childhood listening to it yeah. from from you know ages from you know as early as I can remember up until I hit Black Sabbath at seven. That that's an amazing. That's they're, they're amazing musical stepping stones. Pink Floyd yeah. to Sabbath to to Motorhead. Each time, getting heavier getting deeper into, you yeah. know. Yeah, it was. And then suddenly it was the, the thrash metal, then the death metal. And, <laughs> and along the way, along the way, actually the fir very first single that I bought, this first seven inch was uh, Tommy Gun by The Clash. Ah. So the, there was the, the punk element as well in there. And yeah. I think a lot of the punks I've seen, they embrace Motorhead. Yeah. They embrace, not, not so much the music, but also the attitude yeah. as yeah. well. So... I've, I've always found that and I've always been interested by by that. And I, I did join a punk band once. Well, it's it is something that we've mentioned on the on the motorcast a few times, which is the thing about Motorhead was that they were they were and almost immediately and throughout their career, they were genreless. You know, they. Yeah, they, absolutely. You know, they, they, they could play any festival and people would go, oh, it's Motorhead. Let's go and watch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100% that, 100% that. And, and that, that was the, the, the joy of them. You know, they, they could have headlined yeah. a punk festival. They could have gone to a folk festival, and I think people would have still have gone up yeah, bang their heads <laughs> at them. Right. Yeah, I mean, they, they, were, they were just that, that, that kind of band that, you know, you, you, yeah, you could be at any festival, you could, you could see them. And, and, and they played with, you know, played with some strange, like, on some strange bills, Strange festivals. Uh, I mean, you know, they toured with the damned. It's, it's, you know, that shouldn't make sense, but it, but it did. It did. Oh, absolutely. That totally made sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I, I know from, from talking to you before, um, it was it wasn't Lemmy the inspiration for, for, for some people may not know for you uh, picking up the bass. Yes. Yes, uh, I was a, a bass player, a, a pretty poor one, so I didn't actually rehearse enough. I didn't practice enough. Um, but in, in old bands prior to Benediction, be, becoming the, the singer for Benediction, I was a bass player. And um, for one band, I did bass and vocals. And I, I think I sort of transitioned that way. Uh, but yeah, the, Lemmy was the, the biggest influence. There was Lemmy. There was the, 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 the front man from Venom. Kronos. Uh, uh, Kronos, yeah, thank you. And uh, I can't believe I forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's at our age, mate. I can't believe I remembered it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, um, strangely enough, uh, Joey DeMeo from Manowar, simply because I, I, I was really into, yeah, I know, you're looking shocked. Yeah. But yeah, um, <laughs> I, I was into uh, Rickenbacker basses. Right. Those, those were my bass, because of obviously because of Lemmy as well. Uh, and that's why Joey DeMeo, and I love Joey DeMeo's sound, because he used the thinnest of strings, but still had the heaviest of sounds. Um, but for, for me, I used the thinnest of strings that I could find, I could get in Birmingham, um, and uh, just whacked it through a distortion pedal so it doesn't matter how it sounded it was just complete fuzz yeah. so yeah and and again that's that's that, you know yeah the rickenbacker the the you know the distorted sound that whole kind of thing is just it's all started you know all started with one guy lemmy yeah exactly and exactly. and was that when initially when you picked up the bass was the idea pick up the bass and do vocals and you know sort of no it wasn't um what had happened was i'd, I'd done a bunch of bands and uh, was, was just playing the bass in it uh and in two of, of the, the aforementioned bands before benediction um the singer in the one band the singer left and we were sort of left hanging so i thought okay i'll just do the vocals you know until we get a singer yeah. at rehearsals because we never played live and we weren't very good at all um, I will be the first to admit that. But then that band ended and we moved on. Me and the guitarist moved to a, another band. And again, the vocalist, he didn't leave. He, he went on, on a, a traveling tour. He went around Germany for, and Europe, rather, for uh, six months. And while he was away, we had gigs. So I had to, you know, do the vocals for the gigs. And that, yeah. so. um, it, 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 was, it was fun. Um, I found that I, I, I could either do one reasonably well but and and both poorly so <laughs> in the end it was well do i really want to lug this heavy rickenbacker around with me so i mean i had about three three or four rickenbackers at one wow. time and i sold sold them all and i am kicking myself now because i could i, I really wish i kept them. yeah right. yeah and I, I look at them now and i see the prices and it's like no <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd love to have one but yeah i've got a base somewhere i think it's under under the bed but um, don't don't actually play it. But, um, and um, and what about um, what about your first sort of live Motorhead experience? Because I mean, you know, once seen, never forgotten. But also, first time seen, never forgotten. Yeah, um, it would have been in the eighties, and it would have been at the Birmingham Odeon. Uh, but I can't remember which tour. Right. Uh, yeah, the, it was definitely. 80s and at the Birmingham Odeon, yeah. and they, they they played there often. So yeah, I mean I, that's another thing. They, I mean, you know, they they toured a lot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, you know, you were always in with a chance to see Motorhead in those in those sort of around the 80s. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I can remember the last time I saw them, and it was here in Copenhagen. They played a, uh, uh, I suppose it's a, a would be a, a four band bill. I won't say a festival. I think the opening band were what are they called Lions Share or something yeah. like that, or Lions Pride or something like that. Uh, then it was Motorhead, which I thought was kind of weird. But then Dio, and uh, and then headliners were Manowar. Right. Uh, yeah. Wow. And I, I lasted ten minutes of Manowar <laughs> because of the stage banter, which was the usual 
like they were pointing to people in the crowd and obviously they're pointing to women and going hey did, did you and me fuck oh. It's, oh oh dear come on um and they were wearing leather chaps and showing their butts <laughs> and it's like uh, come on guys are you telling me that put you off dave <laughs> yeah you're in your 50s we don't want to see that yeah um and and also the, the volume level was just i mean motorhead were loud they were louder than any other band you know uh, than that lions whatever they were called and dio but they were pleasantly loud man of war were unpleasantly loud right and it was just i i can't stay for this yeah, I mean, I, to be fair, to be fair, I think I, I think what you've picked up on there is not so much the volume because Motorhead were probably just as loud. It's just that it's just that Manowar, Manowar, unfortunately, were playing Manowar songs. So, well, yeah, there you go. That's that's what it is. That's that's absolutely what it is. Yeah. Um, did you ever get a chance to um to to play with Motorhead? Because I, I, you know, as we just mentioned, they crossed so many kind of you know genre boundaries. That, that, that they did, but no, never did. There was uh, festivals I played with, um, obviously with Benediction, also with Bolt Thrower. I played with, with a few festivals uh, with Bolt Thrower, and there were bands like Iron Maiden on there and Biohazard, and but never, never got to do it actually with Motorhead. Never got to play it. Ah, that's there, a shame. Which was a shame. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. much so. Very much so. Because they, I, I mean, it, they were, and they were one of the. Um, they were one of the early festival bands. My first, my first experience of Motorhead was was Donington. Um, oh yes, and I, that was, and I, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because I, I was there to see, you know, thrash bands on the bill, you know, Metallica, etc. But the, the crowd went way wilder for Motorhead than yeah. than anyone what, else. What year was that? Did, oh, I knew you, you were going to ask that me that, you bastard. Because oh, sorry. <laughs> Because I might have been there myself, actually. Oh, I might have been there myself. That does it with yeah, yeah. That wouldn't surprise. Me. It would have been 85, 86, 87, One of those. Yeah, uh, 86, 87 might have been it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I think I might have actually been there as well. Yeah, I doubt. Well, it was. I mean, it was. It, that was the time, wasn't it? I mean, that was a you know when uh, mm. you know the festival was one stage, one day, and. Like here's your bands, which of course now seems crazy, but you know, yeah, yeah. What what did we know in the eighties? Very little, certainly nothing about yeah. health and safety. Nothing. Well, bloody hell, no. Although the, the the last time I went to Donington when it was two stages, we had the smaller stage and typo negative played. Oh right, yeah. I was there. Me and me and my wife went. Uh, that was sort of the. Yeah, late 90s, 96. Well, actually, actually, like do you know what? You've just taken me back to the, the last time you saw Motorhead, which, is uh, which of course, is something I should comment on because, of course, uh, you know, Motorhead aren't around anymore and, 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 and neither are Dio. It's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a real loss. It's a real loss because yeah. there's, there's, you know, some of those greats uh, are, are, are starting to disappear. So over the years, um, We've all kind of, you know, we've all had not incidents, but you know, meetings of people who were kind of like, oh, you know, I, you know, I toured with Mohead, or I used to be a road manager, or I used to do this, or I used to do that, and people have always got like, you know, it, 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 you know, stories about incidents with either yeah. Lemmy or the band yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah. And I'm sure you're no, you're, I'm sure you're no different. 
I've I've got well, there's there's two really. Um, there's the one which was the, the more recent one, um, which uh, well, I say, well, and by the word recent, I mean it was like twenty years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's showing my age here. But uh, a friend of mine, um, he's an American, um, so so don't judge him uh, for that. Um, <laughs> no, he's actually, he's actually my best friend. Um, and saying that, I haven't seen him for like four years because of the goddamn pandemic. But anyway, um, he went to uh, America. He was in Los Angeles, uh, and he went to the Rainbow, the, the bar and grill. And he was sitting there with his brother, and they were at a table. And as and they could see that Lemmy was playing at the machine as he as he used to do, and um, Lemmy decided he, he got up and he walked out and he finished his drink. And he put the glass down on their table as he walked past and said, all right, lads, uh, and then walked away. And my friend picked up the glass immediately and stuck it in his pocket. <laughs> and he gave it to me. And I have it right here, right next oh, that to That is awesome. That's me tapping it against that the That is brilliant. Um, yeah. Like, uh, unfortunately, the, the glass over the years has gotten cracked. You can't drink out of it anymore. Um, the last person, the last person to drink out of it, actually, was my son. Um, he used to come to the, the studio where we were, and I'd, I'd give him some juice in this cup, not knowing. I didn't even know that this was like Lemmy's uh, uh, glass un until uh, my, my friend told me, oh, yeah, that, that was Lemmy's. Oh, man. Um, so, so my son's been drinking juice out of it in, instead of... <laughs> Uh, Jack and Coke. That's br uh, you, you do realise by the by the law of Jurassic Park, we can create clones of Lemmy's from that glass. Ah, oh, yes, we should definitely do. That. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but uh, going back to that night, my friend got the glass. Um, Lemmy stood at the side of the road. A limo pulled up. Lemmy got in. It drove down to an intersection, turned, drove back on the opposite side of the road. Pulled up, Lemmy got out and went in the bar on the opposite side of the road. My friend was like, did, did, did Lemmy just take a limo to get across the street? And yes, yes, he That did. is, do you know what? The thing is, this is Lemmy. You tell that story about yeah. anybody else and you just think, what an yeah. arsehole. But then, but yeah. it's Lemmy and you just think, yeah, that's it's so it. cool. That is so cool. Yeah, 100%, 100%, absolutely cool. Absolutely. Oh, cool. why did why why uh, did the rock star yeah get the get the limo across, yeah. to get to the other <laughs> side of the road? There's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um the the, the the other story I had was from a, a long time ago. She's back in sort of uh, 1991, Benediction Moret on their very first European tour. And the guy who was the road manager, the tour manager for us, uh was uh, a long time before was um working with as, as a tour manager with pestilence and they were and pestilence were on tour in america and they were in los angeles and they went to the the rainbow again and the singer martin van drunen very big motorhead and lemmy fan and there at the rainbow was lemmy playing the machine sitting there minding his own business can i just interject here into your story that do you know what i i i just get a feeling that this isn't going to end well for him. It doesn't. <laughs> and Martin, in his exuberance, went and stood sort of leaning on the machine while Lemmy's playing it and was just blah, 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 blah. Lemmy, love you, blah, blah. And after about 10 minutes, Lemmy just goes, 
turns and looks at Martin and says, why don't you fuck off? And Martin just shuts up, turns, walks out of the rainbow, goes back to his hotel room and just lies face down, throws himself face down on the bed and stays there for about four hours. Oh, dear. Yeah. So it, it didn't end well. And uh, the rest of the band are sitting on the other side of the room and they're all <laughs> because they knew what was going to yeah. happen. Like, don't disturb Lemmy when he's playing the machine. Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, just just don't disturb Lemmy. Yeah. If he wants to talk to you, he'll, he'll come and talk to you. Yeah, th- that, that's how it was. And um, that, those were the stories I'd heard uh, about back then. Like, if Lemmy wanted to speak to you, he'd come and say hello. Um, and, you know. And he was, he was, un- he was, but he was also, he was uncomfortable with, with praise. He was uncomfortable with, he, 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 he liked fandom. He got that. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that, that sort of, that sort of, you know, gushing and stuff like hero and things like that. I think, I think he felt that was going a bit too far. I, I, I can sort of agree with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sorry, I have to say, but I get it sometimes and it can be a bit sort of, Oh, yeah, it can be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, I can sort of, I can sort of feel a bit uncomfortable by it, but it's, I, I still feel the same way about Lemmy. Then he's a hero to me. The the last story, it's, it's sort of a, a a personal thing. Um, after Lemmy passed, um, I wanted to do a, a song about him for one, on one of my projects. Um, and my favorite Motorhead song is uh, "Bite the Bullet." Ah, right, okay. So, in the one band that I, I did, a band called Ursina, uh, which is the Swedish word for hate, or a very old Swedish word for it, um, uh, there's a song on that album called Bullet Bitten. Ah, right. And it's, it's dedicated to Lemmy. Yes. So, and, and there's even some, uh, uh, it's from an interview that Lemmy did, and there's, uh, it's quoted, uh, it's sort of him actually saying it. Yeah. Um, and it's put in the song, and I even took all the words and uh, you know mapped it out, found out exactly what he said, and put them in the lyrics just so that people would know. And it was uh, the the way of saying thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's he did a lot for us. He did a lot for me, definitely. That that that's awesome. Um, and the thing is, it's like I. I think you know things. Things genuinely changed when you know when Lemmy passed. As ev- as as everybody talks about, he was he was he was the embodiment of uh, uh, of of a time of uh, and and of of being that kind of that rock star, that icon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it it, it was only a, a scant few months, if even if that later, uh, Bowie left. Us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, oh. I, I, you know, and another visionary. Um, Absolutely, that was what I was going to say. Like they, they were both visionaries. Yeah, right? um, and they, they they changed the face of music in very different ways as well. Because it, it, I mean, you know, Motorhead did Motorhead for all those years. That's yeah. what they did. Whereas, you know, whereas Bowie did, you know, Spiders from Mars. He did he did the Ziggy Stardust thing. He did all sorts of stuff and kept reinventing himself. Whereas, yeah. Yeah. Motorhead were just Motorhead, and it's a perfect example yeah. of like you know, there's there's room. They're almost polar opposites, but the similarities cross over. Exactly, exactly. It it, it, it always struck home whenever you, you, I saw them live, and Lemmy would say, 
hello, we are Motorhead. It's like, yep, you're, you're nothing else. You're Motorhead. And yeah, you know, it, 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 it sticks with yeah. you. Yeah. It sticks yeah. with you. What were your, what were your, um, your, your you know, what are, what are your, you know, your favorite Motorhead tracks, your favorite Motorhead albums? Uh, whoa. Uh, I, I'm really into Killed by Death at the moment. I mean, because I, I, I have all of them. On vinyl now, I've managed to, to catch up and, and get everything. Awesome, but I, I'm killed by death. Is one overkill that album? I, I can really like that one. Um, and uh, obviously, because of the hearing Motorhead for the first time live, the No Sleeps or Hammersmith, yeah, that always sticks with me. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that's it's not just the vinyl version that I have. I have it on CD on my one shelf up there. Um, or actually, it's over here. Um, and also, it's digital. I have it on my iPod. So it's, it's with me wherever I yeah. go. Yeah. Have you, um, uh, have you managed to, uh, to, to spy the um, uh, box set that came out for the, um, the anniversary? I've seen one. Uh, one of the local places down in Copenhagen. Um, but because it was... Denmark has this tendency to have the import tax onto your purchases, and um, it, it's quite quite a lot. Uh, but but yeah, I mean between that and the the new Celtic Frost box set that's coming out, um, uh, which yeah, I I, I I let's just be honest because I'm a very big Celtic Frost fan. Uh, I, I accidentally <clears throat> ordered two. <laughs> um, from two two separate places. Well, I mean, just in case one one might cancel, you know, yeah, know, might cancel. Yeah, my yeah, order. true, true. And also, let's yeah. let's be honest. Let's let's be really honest. Celtic Frost is basically it's it's, it's Mohead. I mean, you know, you listen to that. You yes. listen to that. You know, into Crips of Rays. I mean, as a kid, when that kicked in, I was like, oh my god, what is this? Now, when I listen to it, mm. I go, well, it's Mohead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but not to brag, but um, uh, I'm, I'm good friends with uh, Tom. Oh, Tom G. really? And, uh, oh, yeah, get and, you. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. But, um, and and uh, I'm, I'm actually, now, now you've, you've mentioned this, I've never thought about it before, but it's like, yeah, a light's come on in my head. So I'm going to call him and say, hey, you know what? We were doing this podcast. <laughs> and Yeah. Well, you can tell him, you, you can tell him actually that, um, you know what? I was doing a podcast with this guy uh, from a band who you needlessly kicked off one of your tours before it even started. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, um, we were oh. way back in the day. It was um, it was Celtic Frost, Destruction and Acid Rain opening. And the, the, the tickets were done. The posters were out. It's all announced, all the rest of it. We've got the dates in our diaries, the lot. And then all of a sudden, one day we get a phone call. You're off the tour. What have we done? So we found out weeks later, a friend of mine who worked at Metal Hammer at the time called Mark Day um, was interviewing Tom. And he said, oh, like, what happened? And he said, well, basically, it was the Cold Lake tour. We're doing something different with this album. And uh, we didn't want two thrash bands on. So destruction run. So we had to lose the other thrash band. It was nothing to do with the band themselves. It was just okay. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I get that. Absolutely, absolutely mm. get it. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things. From still disappointing though. Oh, uh, absolutely gutted. Absolutely gutted. Yeah. But you know, yeah, we we we, we live yeah. and learn. You know, it's it. Yeah, I saw them on that tour actually, and I I I don't seem to remember destruction. 
Right. I thought I saw destruction on, on their own tour. So uh, maybe this is a false memory. Yeah. So maybe it was Celtic Frost, destruction. And who 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 took over? In I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely not a thrash band. So my my thrash metal focused little brain at the time wouldn't have, you know, hasn't re- hasn't remembered. Um, okay, I, I'm going to have to look this up. Certainly, if he wants to come on the motorcast, that'd be um, that'd be great. Oh yeah, I'll let him know. I absolutely. Oh, know. do We're rec- recruiting recruiting guests for the motorcast whilst <laughs> on the motorcast. This is what it's all about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, so Motorhead for you must have been, um, I mean, like I said, you know, Pink Floyd, Sabbath, Motorhead is, is a definite kind of right turn from that, isn't it? Yeah. Because, and for for people who kind of, I don't know, maybe don't understand heavier music, um, Pink Floyd to Black Sabbath might seem like a bigger jump, but to me, Sabbath to Motorhead is kind of like a bigger jump. Um, but you know that's just that's just how my ears hear it. Yeah, I mean it is a, a big jump. Um, however you you want to look at it, it it is a, a big jump. Um, but I think I I, I rem- also remember hearing a lot of Hawkwind. Yes, as well. Yeah. So there was that. So to me, there's that little stepping stone from Sabbath, Hawkwind, Motorhead. So I had that tiny wee jump. And of course, it was basically Silver Machine and uh, the, the songs around on that that, that period yeah. of the time uh, that my uh, my mom was listening to. Right. Um, so, That's yeah. very, very cool. So, it, I, so I, I, kind of going on from there, I, I'm interested to know how what was what's your what was and what is your relationship with a perfect day another perfect day like because it, it for some people that album's weathered really well for some it hasn't some they didn't like it at the time they never will some have grown to love it it's it, it's a real kind of you know yeah i i think it when i first heard it i i was sort of hmm in in my youth yeah, I wanted the, the you know, the, the big powerful. Yeah. Where, where's my where's my motorhead gone? What have they done with my motorhead? Exactly, I want I wanted to be punched in the ball. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, what I was getting wasn't that. Yeah. Um. But now, with with hindsight and old age or older age or no, the word I'm looking for is maturity. That's the one. That's the yes. Word. Yeah. Uh, and with with maturity, uh, I can say uh, yeah, I can appreciate it far more now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the 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 ins and outs of it, shall we say? That that, that as a youth, uh, as an uncouth youth, I I didn't actually get. Now I get it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, and, and uh, but again, even at the time, I remember thinking, "That's brave." Even as a you know, even mm. as a even as a kid, and I remember like people who were Motet were one of those bands that like people who were older than me. Were, were into do you know what i mean and they yeah. were like they were like you know motorhead you know it's not for you you know here have some status quo you know and it's just like <laughs> do you know what i mean it's just like you know you know you're yeah. not old enough yet son um and and yeah they were like <laughs> motorhead at the time they were like the like the adult magazine of the music world <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah um and then but and you know they were all they were all like you know right 
Ace Spades and you know Iron Fist and 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 all these and then this came out and there was I remember being a real kind of split in the camps where people were like it's not Motorhead and other people were like it it's different but it's it's still great yeah you know yeah yeah and I I'll bet that it was split between the younger ones and the older ones oh absolutely or yeah. the more more mature ones, yes yeah 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 the younger ones where you where you're kind of like you 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 haven't been educated in what you're supposed to like so you're open to everything yeah yeah you know and for, and for me motorhead took me straight to metallica and and yeah. and that was yeah. and that was my and then that was t- my turn it was my turn to turn around to the older metalers and go hey check this stuff out and of course straight away most of them were just like too fast, too loud, too. And I'm like, hang on, hey, you like Motorhead, don't you? You know, this mm. is just, but yeah, it was that generational difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I remember, um, I think, was it uh, Motorhead were playing at the Marquee in London and Twisted Sister were opening and people were not very particularly nice towards Twisted Reading Sister. Festival. Oh, Reading Festival. Was, was it the Reading Festival? It was Festival? Reading when Motorhead was it really that that, that the eighty two at Reading? Yeah. Oh, if if, wow. if you if you're real... thinking of the Mo, Lemmy goes on and tells and, and says these guys are all yeah, right, all yeah, right, they're my friends. Basically, those, those were his words. Yeah, yeah. and and that from that on, from then on, the, the crowd loved yes. them. Yes, yeah, uh, that was that was Reading. Yeah, eighty two. Yeah. Damn. Because yeah. and and they, because there's that also it's it's kind of. Um, the other legendary thing about that as well is that it, it, Dee Schneider was still getting, because basically when they went out, Dee Schneider was the only one who went out in all his normal Twisted Sister get-up. The rest of them copped yeah. out and, and went into went into jeans and leathers. Um, but he went out and um, and he basically said, he, he said after one song, he's like, look, any of you got a problem, got a problem with how the way I look or anything else? He's like, like, you want to fight? We can fight, okay? After the show... I'll come down. Oh side yeah, stage. yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's on the the Reading album. Yes, yes. Uh, it's just before the the song uh, "Shooting Down." Yes. That's actually one of my favorite live albums. That is that a compilation. And live do you know what? I've forgotten all about that album until you just mentioned it, and now I'm going to have to dig it out because I I had that, I had that, and I've com- I I'd completely forgotten yeah. I owned that. It's a great album. Also, the 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 live version of Budgie's uh, "Panzer Division Destroyed." That is the best version of that song I have ever heard. Uh, I'm a, a big Budgie fan. It's one of one. Of, it's another one of the bands, actually. Uh, you know, Black Sabbath and Motorhead and stuff, etc. Back when I was a kid, Budgie and 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 Budgie, um, who obviously you know lost a very influential member, and you know, a, a fairly recently within the last few years. Well, they they lost the guitarist John Thomas. I think actually he was the ex guitarist John Thomas was about five or six years ago, and then the the singer singer bass player just a uh, what a year ago maybe yeah. Um, so yeah, but again, yeah. I, I and I think, I, but one of they are one of the bands that that really really flew under the radar. Um, absolutely, and, absolutely. And, you know, don't, don't get the you know don't get the um, the recognition that they deserved, but which which they deserve because as you rightly mentioned there, that you know they they come out in the same breath as Motorhead and Sabbath and absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. I actually 
considering getting the the budgie logo tattooed because uh, my favorite album of theirs is night flight um which is their least liked album apparently but for me that is their best piece of work yeah but that uh, I, I, ha- I still have the cassette version of it that i, I first had i mean i, I never played and or will never play the cassette because it will fall apart. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's like it's like forty years old or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But but that but I absolutely get that because it's like in, invariably if albums are not well liked that bands have put out, it's other musicians that like those albums. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because you because you, you you know you you get it. You're able to see it from a different perspective. But. Um, yeah, no, look, I, well, look, I, I, Dave, this has been absolutely awesome. Um, I, you know, I, I can't thank you enough. And, and I'm sure, oh, no and I'm sure you know, all our listeners will be listening to this going, yeah, totally identify with, um, with, with what you're saying. So, um, look, on behalf of everybody listening, and um, just thank you very much for coming on and, and sharing your love of Motorhead with us all. Well, thank you very much. One last thing. Mm. Um, the next, I, I said about tattoos. The next tattoo I'm getting is Snaggletooth uh, on the upper uh, right leg at the front. Nice. Um, yeah, the, I actually, we, here's here's a good story that I forgot to tell. Right, go on. I, I was having a, a Celtic Frost tattoo on my upper left leg. And and the, the, the tattoo, he said, you're going to need something on the right leg. What are you going to have to balance it out? And I said, oh, I don't know. And suddenly his Spotify played ace of spades oh come on and not we're not even i'm not kidding <laughs> and we he, he stopped tattooing he looked at me i looked at him and i and we both just said at the same time snaggletooth brilliant and he and he even said he, he could not believe how you know we we, we both knew what it was going to be and and <laughs> he even said he's never tattooed a snaggletooth He's never done. Oh one. wow! So th- this is going to be a bit of a challenge for him, uh, or something new at least. And um, because of it, he's doing me a, a discount. So uh, it's a <laughs> it's, it's a, a win win yeah. all, all around. There. Oh, that's yeah. awesome, Dave. Thank, thanks, thanks, Lenny. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd appreciate that. Thanks again, Dave. Really appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much, mate. Fucking loved it. And is there any more Motorhead way of finishing an interview than that? (laughs) Definitely not. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I did doing it. I've got to say, it's a bit of a trademark now, isn't it? But hey, you got everything there. you got stories. you got the fascination with the music. um, And also how musicians in well-loved bands all still worship Lemmy just the same way everybody listening to this did. Um, and you heard me trying to get Tom Warrior of Celtic Frost onto the motorcast via Dave. Let's see if that can actually happen. Um, I'd love to get him on. I'd love to get him on. I won't quiz him about the tour we got thrown off, I promise, but it'd be great to have him on. And it's great having you guys listening, and it's great that the Motorhead fan base is mobilised behind the motorcast and really backing it, spreading the word, it is truly awesome. All of you that get in touch, um, all of you that download, subscribe all over the world, really, really, really do appreciate it massively. Um, tell everybody about it. Tell everybody you know about the Motorcast. Tell everybody you know who likes podcasts. They don't have to like, they don't even have to like Motorhead. But, the, you know, the stories that they need to hear. 
and you are part of keeping the Motorhead legacy alive just by subscribing and supporting. It really is appreciated, everybody. It really is. Love doing this and love bringing you as many episodes as we can whenever we can. So stay out there, keep listening, tell everyone about it, and I'll catch you next time on the official Motorhead podcast, The Motorcast. I don't say agreed. The only God I need is the Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades.